All right. After about, I don't know, 30 minutes of troubleshooting, finally got the microphones to work. Just a word of advice to people. If you are thinking about getting into the podcast game and you want to do two microphones, just don't because it's not worth the hassle. I literally was about to throw this computer through the window. So, uh, but now I'm, I'm feeling a lot better. I feel accomplished because I figured it out and I'm sitting here with my brother, Scott, who just flew in from Argentina yesterday. Well, last night, actually. How was that trip? All I gotta say is, vamos, Argentina! Let's go. Pretty insane that you happened to be in Argentina during the World Cup. You got there basically when the World Cup started and then it just, you know, they come out and lose their first game and we were joking that you might have jinxed it, but from there they just dominated and played super well and they won their next game in the group and then again and then they didn't look back after that. So what was it like being there from the get-go, seeing that first loss to Saudi Arabia and then just seeing the progression of them winning the world cup and yeah just kind of explain the scenes well i mean first and foremost you know you gave me the motivation really kind of like hey you're going to be going out there checking it out like this is a big deal and i was like yeah this i mean this will be cool i didn't really think much of it and then when i got there was when i mean it was yeah it was just wild and 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 really i guess the 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 thing for me was you know coming to a place of like community and seeing how much this meant to people but coming there and just seeing how passionate these people are about football yeah so it was it was just really special overall like in you know the, the whole experience and just seeing um the passion and the commitment and just the overarching tone of you know excitement that these people and it's very different than than american football even like during the games everyone's kind of the streets are empty people are like inside watching the games like it's it's really it's really different it's not like they're down now i didn't go to like bars restaurants whatever there'd be you know tourists and people but the locals are very much like just chilling you know and watching very focused very that kind of mentality definitely yeah it's i'm a huge liverpool fan i've been a huge liverpool fan for the last which we've got on in the background <laughs> yeah we have the we have the liverpool game on going uh they're playing the carabao cup which is the league cup they're playing manchester city it's 2-2 so it's pretty entertaining having that on in the background i guess also to kind of set the scene we're sitting here in my place in portland scott flew in last night for christmas and yeah we are kind of anticipating a, a pretty nasty storm coming through here over the next 48 hours um, we're gonna get some snow tonight and then it's gonna turn into i guess an ice storm so we're gonna be hunkering down and i thought it might be a good time to sit down and and talk with scott reminisce on some some golf memories he's he's a big reason why i pursued golf at a young age and someone i looked up to and I've always looked up to and thought it would be fun to just talk about golf, talk about his recent travels just with the World Cup going on and, and anything else that kind of comes up. So yeah, you're, you were originally supposed to come to Portland before the World Cup ended, before you knew that Argentina was going to be in the final. And I remember we had a conversation a couple days before your flight and you were like, I think I'm contemplating staying, pushing my flight out so that I can be here during the final. And I strongly encourage you to do that because... Had they end up winning, which they did, it would have 
it, as it turned out, it would, you know, it was a once in a lifetime thing to be there when Argentina won the World Cup the first time since 1986, Diego Maradona, all of that, just the, the release and let off to experience that energy, I'm sure was unbelievable. It was, I mean, and it, was, it was very surreal in a sense, because I was even out like after the, the match, I watched it with like my, my locals, my, you know, my guys and, you know, people at the, the cafe right next to the place that I'm staying at my apartment. It was, you know, going to the restaurant with meeting meeting up with some friends after what have you and then and then doing the walk down Santa Fe down to the capital uh, federal excuse me federal capital to the obelisk I think it's the obelisk. Yeah, man, it was just in seeing the old people out, even the old people out in the streets, just like celebrating, chanting all walks of life. I mean, it was just it was incredible. Yeah. And you were in Buenos Aires, which is obviously in terms of it's the biggest city in Argentina. It's the capital, right? Exactly. Of course, everyone knows the the Spanish song Buenos Aires, Argentina. Um, I'm sure everyone that took Spanish in high school knows that song, knows that melody. We all grew up on it, especially if you're a millennial. What's you've been down there for a month? Have you seen any golf courses? Have you seen anyone carrying around golf clubs in the streets? Has there been any any visual of golf whatsoever since you've been down there? Zero. Zero. Have you so you've been in the city essentially the whole time, right? Yes, exactly. I'd be I'd be interested to know if there's any like urban driving ranges or something to that effect. But so grateful that you made it here to Portland. There was, like I mentioned, we're kind of anticipating this ice storm and you were originally supposed to flying tonight after missing your flight due to the, 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 the national team coming back in the streets just being flooded, which is a, you know, kind of a, if you're going to miss a flight, it's kind of a cool way or it's a cool story, at least in hindsight to say, you know, why you missed your flight. But you're here now and we're anticipating the storm and just obviously during the holiday season, you're always reminiscing on your your life and previous Christmases before and kind of always go back to when you're a kid and golf has obviously been a huge part of my life for almost all of my life. We've never really sat down and had a conversation about you and golf and, and your journey with golf and, you know, kind of when it started and then when it ended and just your overall outlook on, on golf. But I'm curious, like, what do you remember as a kid when you first got into golf and I like, how old were you? Because like, you're four years older than me. So when you first got into golf, I, you know, probably don't have any real recollection of it, but I'm just curious, like when you think of golf as when you were a kid, like what's kind of the first things that, that pop into your head? Well, I think my relationship with golf was always, I was just so highly competitive that it made it difficult if I wasn't succeeding at the highest level to really enjoy the process. And that's one thing I look back on in my journey that was kind of the Achilles heel in a, in a sense. But it's funny, you you know, just to preface and say like, you know, as it relates to Christmas and like sentimental stuff. And then I, what I think about golf, like us watching, like even over the years, like the masters and, you know, some of the, 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 the major, you know, tournaments together on TV and like just a little, or like going to even like Eugene Country Club and like doing like the little things like the, you know, the, the range days and the, the just the summer outings and the restaurant, all those things now and how that even compares to Christmas. And that's kind of how I, I look at, you know, the holiday season and then and as it relates to golf. Yeah, I can definitely relate to just the sheer desire to succeed in a sport that demands patience and temperance and all of the it's tough when you're an emotional person and when you're a competitive person it's tough to dial it back and because it's just it's golf is so counterintuitive in any other sport you can typically use your passion and your your energy level to 
feed you, whether, you know, you could be in basketball playing defense, like your high energy and your competitiveness. And you're just, that is that plays your advantage all the time. And with golf, it's just, it doesn't like it, it, it rarely does for some people. It's a, it's a fine line where you can channel it, but it's, it's one of the diff- most difficult things. Getting in the zone is so challenging in golf, you know, and it's, I think that's why you see guys like, you know, the Tiger Woods and just some of the greater, you know, athletes and, and golfers of our time that have done so well at such a high level consistently over the years because they tapped into that kind of mentality. You I mean, you worked with Dr. Nick, I remember around. Yeah. Shout out Dr. Nick Molinaro, man. Absolute legend. I think that's the, that's, that's really the, the, the you know, the, the time the loose ends together and what separates and especially our parents being hyper competitive, like that whole aspect as well didn't help the the case you know maybe not for me like the pressure but for you like yeah. you know i listened to even you know you spoke with mom about on the pod you know not not too long ago and i listened to some of the things you could just hear she, you know just the the expectation i guess and that's the one thing in golf you can't have there's a lot of nuance in in golf essentially around being consistent and there's not really like, hey, do this and you're going to get that. That's no, that is the that's the perfect way to explain it is that it's nuanced, unlike any other sport. And that's why you look at someone like Tiger Woods or Annika Sorensen. They're just like these. You can tell there's there's a, a fire inside, but it's it's um, it's not dialed back, but it's controlled. It's it's calculated. It's a fine line. And it's why we all love and hate golf all at once. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of shifting, keeping keeping it within, you know, speaking of golf, nostalgia and memories, just one that I think about more often than not is when you caddied for me at the U.S. Women's Amateur in St. Louis. Just how fun that was having you on the bag and making it to the match play phase and going 27 holes and that whole experience and just that grind and ultimately not not losing the match which sucked because you know going 27 holes you you want to come out victorious on that end but curious what what you remember from that tournament and what that experience was like for you caddying yeah i mean it actually brought a new fire to my competitiveness i remember it was so fun because i mean we have such a a great relationship and bond as brother and sister and i just took so much pride in being able to be a part of that experience and just yeah i mean no like win or loss you know win or lose it was just such a great i want to say experience but it was more than an experience a staple in in terms of our yeah just journey together you know in life the you know the golf course was incredible the whole and i was really at that point like you know kind of searching in terms of what i wanted to be um you know, doing like in life on, you know, different fronts as well. And like, and I was like, if, if you take this to the next level, I would like seriously consider like being a, a touring caddy. I think we worked really well together. Anyone who has a sibling or anyone that is extremely close with someone, whether it be a parent, if you don't have a sibling or just someone, there's just a heightened level of awareness and, and understanding with a sibling. We know each other so well. We know our nuances. We know the energy shifts, all of that stuff. So to have all that knowledge as a caddy when we're out in the golf course and just knowing when to press, when to when to kind of lay back, it was just it was just an incredible experience. So one thing that's funny that I was going to mention at the beginning of this podcast was Scott and I have very similar voices. So it might sound like I'm talking to myself throughout this. I promise I'm not interviewing myself. I am sitting here with my brother. But I remember growing up answering the, the home phone. People would be like, oh, hey, Scott. And I'd be like, no, it's Kendra. 
And I was like, do you want me to get Scott or... So great. Yeah. You played golf in high school. And I remember you stopped playing golf in high school and switched to lacrosse, which you had great success in. Talk about a sport that completely you were able to channel all of the things that you felt like held you back in golf actually propelled you in a sport like lacrosse. Talk about like giving up golf and what that process was like. Was it like a relief? Was it glad to be done with it and, and, and happy to be moving on to a sport that you felt like you could express yourself uh, more authentically? Talk about that process. And I think, you know, just, you know, in short, it was a relief because I had had so much letdown around other, like with basketball and other areas of, of, you know, athletics once I got to the high school level that it was, you know, for me, I wanted to go out and just dominate and, and, you know, have success. That was one thing I think one regret from high school was not playing American football as well. But nonetheless, that was kind of what, what drew me to the space was like, oh, this is kind of, this is cool. I started messing around a little bit with a stick, playing after school, you know, getting the, you know, some of the guys there, some of the football guys actually ended up being my teammates, which were super, yeah, super uh, talented and athletic, you know, dudes. And I just kind of caught on to it and it was you know that kind of next iteration of you know my journey as an as an athlete you know obviously i pl- i played golf a large in part partly because of coat and then partly because of you and just looking up to you and basically doing whatever you, you i want to do whatever you did so like i mean i was at an age where it didn't affect me as much had it maybe had you maybe quit when i was a lot younger i may have lost interest in golf was i younger when you quit but since i was a little bit older like it i it sucked because like I always obviously enjoyed playing with you. And that's not to say that we didn't continue playing together and stuff. Like you kept playing, you just didn't really play in tournaments and stuff. You, you know, and you didn't play on the high school team anymore. And yeah, it was just, it was a strange thing. And, and so I'm glad you highlighted actually the, the lacrosse, you know, kind of journey because it was such a, an opportunity for me, like I said, to kind of really shift gears and, and, and have some success at something before I closed out like my, yeah, really my like competitive, you know, athletic career in a, in a sense, because I didn't want when I went on to college, I didn't, you know, and I could have played it. So ironic. I could have walked onto Oregon and played and probably had, you know, decent success, but I was like, you know, it was a club sport there. You didn't, there wasn't a, you know, an opportunity to, you know, have a scholarship and, you know, you know, worked, you know, to, to those levels. And so it was kind of like, it's, you know, it's just not, not worth it. It's not in the cards for me. Shifting back to golf and kind of a point that you made earlier about just not even really connecting on physically playing golf together, but just like watching majors watching the open championship watching the masters like all of these these golf events like just connecting over that stuff and then even more recently you know within the last you know couple summers like you coming into portland and us going out to east moreland and playing that that round we went and played early in the morning uh, a few months ago was was super fun it was a doozy exactly so it's just so cool that golf you know continues to it's just once once you play golf at at any point in your life and to any extent it will always play a role in your life whether you're watching it just on tournaments on the weekends or you go out and play you know every once in a while or you, or you watch happy gilmore into the four digits <laughs> exactly I'm not joking literally a, over a thousand times we've watched the movie without question and then like the soundtrack of happy gilmore like we like we listen to the music from the soundtrack oh, of happy gilmore oh, oh, it's, it's magic. magic it's just awesome and just being with you 
for the holidays. It always has me reminiscing on golf and our involvement collectively with golf. And it's just, it's just the, the spirit of, of the holiday season is nostalgia and golf is nostalgic for me. So cool. I love, I love, I love the, the comparison and just the, yeah, the overarching tone of, of nostalgia in general. And that's why I'm here. Yeah, it's, it's so, I'm so appreciative and, and grateful and I'm really, you know, relishing in this time. You know, our, our time on this on this planet is, is is obviously finite and that's what makes this holidays, I think, even more special. That's what that's what it is for me, You're just really relishing. I think living in the moment in general, um, you know, Eckhart Tolle, <laughs> bringing some Eckhart Tolle, you know, uh, taught me the most of, of, you know, the power of now and just being more present and something that I've really working towards and something I've even experienced more in Argentina is being more in the moment. Um, I feel like uh, different cultures and traveling and just nomadic life. Oh, shit, golf. And you want to talk about golf? I was gonna say if you were if you didn't say it, I was gonna say it. Being in the moment, unlike any other sport, because like with basketball, you can like I mean it forces you to be in the moment because it's moving so fast. But golf, you really have to become almost meditative with it, you know, in staying in the moment. So it's I was gonna say there's so many parallels between life and golf. And to think of some of the tracks that we've played, even like I had the opportunity as a you know kid to play Pebble Beach. Um, you know, some of the other like Bandon, Bandon, obviously me, you and D heading down to Bandon and playing with the caddies and getting it going. Yeah. That was my next question was what is your, what's your favorite course ever? If you had, if you had to pick one, if you could only play one more round of golf, I like to ask this question to people, but if you could only play one more round of golf at one golf course, where would it be? And with who? Let's just throw that in there. Well, I'll give you one guess who that, that, come on now. Me, of course. Dream foursome though, two other people and the golf course. I need those two. I need those answers. I think, I think second Gordo Dixon might be might be second maybe with a Taz thrown in me you Gordy and Taz yeah. it's me, me and you versus Gordy and Taz exactly I'm in I'm in if the Acura Legends thrown in the mix in the Arizona hat okay where are we playing honestly you know I was just thinking like not I could sit here and think for the first one of the first courses that came to mind was Lost Tracks in, in, in <laughs> really Bend wow just, I, just for the like the well being in Central Oregon because that's that's what I mean we could honestly we could record another podcast on our love our mutual love for Central Oregon and I've covered my love for that that area i talk about central oregon on here all the time and it's just and of course like you it's a it's it's one of your favorite places on earth as well so makes sense that that would pop in your head or or like let's see here what what is what's another just absolute well i mean i think eugene country club yeah ecc is amazing of course i i I think i have a I think we both have a ton of nostalgia with that with that course in particular. That would probably be my answer is is ECC. You know what? Honestly, I'll say this: coastal golf when it's kind of like a little bit it's it's a little bit shitty weather. It's not raining, but it's like it's kind of overcast day. Maybe it was raining. It's got you can smell it's misty. You've got the vibes. You can smell the beach air. That that would be. Let's get it going. I tell you what, nothing nothing uh, incites a visceral reaction than like explaining what you just explained. Like you can, I, like as soon as you said that, I like close my eyes and I'm there. Anyway, so to kind of close this out, and I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but I want I want one golf goal for 2023. It can be anything. Just give me one goal that you want to accomplish with golf. It could be as literally as simple as I want to go play one time in Argentina in 2023. Anything. Just give me one goal. Get you out there. That's the goal. Oh, baby. There it is. Boom. Okay. You, you want the goal? It's Kendra, Kendra Little and myself out in South America playing some golf after a, an amazing trip to Patagonia. Perfect. I'll see if I'll see if I can expense the 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 trip with Luke. Well, see see if, see if he goes. <laughs> 
Luke, you're listening, man. This this will be well worth it for the brand. Wait, well, no, better yet, I'll just have Luke meet us down there. Luke, Luke will meet. He's yeah, down. Luke's down. Luke's he's the ultimate traveler, so he's oh, down. Yeah, exactly. We're just we're putting it out there. 2023, Argentina or bust, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see you soon. But we're gonna wrap it up. Looks like the the weather is continuing to worsen outside. It's I think it's a wind chill of about five degrees. So we're just kind of waiting for this ice and and snowstorm to hit us. But I hope that this podcast finds you all well and that you're with loved ones this holiday season and yeah no matter where you are even if even if you're in like 80 degree weather in florida or negative 10 in nebraska just hope this reaches you well and um scott thanks for for joining us and thanks for the inspiration thanks for the the uh yeah just the overall uh, vision to put this together in such a short amount of time i'm really glad and grateful to yeah be on this journey and enjoying the holidays together so absolutely merry christmas happy holidays y'all take care